everyone, welcome to Her Journey Podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I'm your host, and today I'm joined with Jeanette Murray, the founder of Ben's Bells. So yes, to start off this episode, I would love to have you introduce yourself and just talk a tiny bit more about who you are and what you do. Great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited and honored to be able to um, be a guest on your podcast. Uh, my name is Jeanette Marais, and um, I live in Tucson, Arizona. Um, and I founded a nonprofit organization, gosh, almost 20 years ago now called Ben's Bells. And I know we're going to talk about that more. Um, but Ben's Bells has really um, been a, a, just an incredible uh, life-changing experience for me and, and has led me into some really remarkable uh, arenas. And so um, my so I have a passion for um, community and connection and um, learning and you know and putting putting our learning into action. And so I'm really excited to talk to you about all of that today. Amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. So I, I would definitely say that a big part of what you do currently is working with your nonprofit as a consultant. And I know that you also founded Ben's Bells as well. And so I'd love to have you share your story behind starting the nonprofit and kind of talk a little bit about what your main mission was through leading the nonprofit too. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I, I, um, my previous career, I was, um, my background is in linguistics and um, American Sign Language Linguistics. And I, I was teaching interpreting, sign language interpreting at the University of Arizona. And, um, and I had a horrible tragedy in my life. Uh, my younger son, my youngest of two sons, Ben, um, died suddenly and unexpectedly of a virus. Um, it's weird to talk about it now during COVID because it was a virus, a respiratory virus, um, croup virus, which, was, which is common, but typically not uh, deadly. Um, in Ben's case, it was. And so I was thrown into, my family and I were thrown into this grief that we didn't know what to do with. <laughs> um, honestly, I felt like I couldn't keep going. Um, at the same time, I knew I needed to keep going. And fortunately for me and for my family, we were surrounded by a remarkable community of people who came in and surrounded us with love and care and kindness. And there was kindness after kindness after kindness after kindness that was offered to us in so many different forms. You know, people people sat and listened to mostly me <laughs> talk. Uh, uh, my, my husband was less talkative than me about the grief, but lists, people who sat and listened, people who brought food, people who helped us with errands, people who um, laughed when we could laugh with us. And, and it was just so apparent to me during that time how incredibly powerful kindness is and how um, really our culture underestimates and undervalues the power of it. I think our culture really sort of, uh, you know, we, we talk about kindness in this way that makes it seem sort of you know, sweet and maybe fluffy and rainbows and butterflies, all the rest. But my experience of kindness during that time was that it was profound and it was deep and it was courageous and it was fierce. And so I was experiencing kindness um, in a really different way. And I, and I wanted to do something in Ben's memory. Um, and kindness was what was sort of 
in my brain and was it, it was what what was rolling around and so we started this nonprofit that's called Ben's Bells and it's really all about kindness and Ben's Bells are these just beautiful uh, ceramic wind chimes they're, they're 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 made by with several pieces of clay that is glazed but the the cool thing about these wind chimes that are just beautiful and handmade is that they're made by the community so the community is involved in making making the pieces and then we we string all those pieces together and the result is a ben's bell and we always say that by the time one ben's bell is finished at least 10 different people have worked on it 10 people who don't know each other have touched it and um and so what we do with these bells is we hang them randomly all over, um, all over for people to find. Um, and so we started this in my garage after Ben died. And it was just a small group of us at the beginning, you know, friends and family. And we were working on this project and it felt good to come together and it was cathartic to sit and talk to each other. Um, and so by the time the first anniversary of Ben's death came around, we had 400 of these, what we call Ben's Bells made. And we attached a tag to them that said, you have found a Ben's Bell, take it home, and remember to spread kindness. And then we just set out into the community and we just hung them all over the place. And that was gonna be the end of it. But what happened was we, we put a little website on the tag and it was a little makeshift website. And what happened was the people who found the bells had stories to tell of their own about why the bell was significant to them, what kindness means to them, what it, what why they need more kindness, why they want to um, share more kindness. And so we, we realized that we had sort of struck a chord with the community. Um, and the stories were so beautiful that we got back that we knew we had to keep it going. So, um, so we just kept working on this thing in my garage and then it grew and grew to the point where it couldn't be in my garage anymore. And then we, you know, sort of spread out into the community. And then now it's been almost 20 years and we've hung out I don't know, something like 75,000 Ben's Bells now. Um, and the organization really is all about uh, the practice of kindness. So the bell is the symbolic centerpiece of the work we do. But the heart of the work we do is what we call kindness education and helping people understand the benefits of kindness and then how to make the practice of kindness a way of life. So that was a mouthful. I'll stop then let you <laughs> let you jump in. No, yeah, I think, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful story. And I love that you were able to start something so beautiful through these experiences. And I think it's especially amazing how it kind of encouraged more people to share their stories as well. So I absolutely love that. Um, and yeah, so Ben's Bells is definitely centered on service and doing that, especially through acts of kindness. And so I'd love to also hear a bit more about kind of the other types of acts of kindness that you encourage uh, throughout the nonprofit and actively incorporate into your organization as well. Absolutely. So we use kindness um, as a very, um, in a very broad way to encompass um, any behavior, the behaviors that we do that benefit um, ourselves if we're practicing self-kindness and that benefit other people as well. And we make sure that we distinguish between kind and nice. Um, we really think that's an important distinction that nice is, is, is not the same thing as being kind. Um, we're often, especially uh, girls and women in our culture are, are socialized to be nice, which may mean, you know, saying yes when we should say no, which may mean, you know, just trying to please people, that sort of thing. And that is absolutely not what we mean by kindness. Kindness 
is uh, is willing to have a tough conversation. Kindness is willing to sit with a problem and work with it. Niceness avoids all kinds of uh, <laughs> avoids that kind of discomfort. So so when we talk about acts of kindness, it could be anything from you know having a conversation that needs to be had. It could be uh, practicing um, anti-racism. It could be uh, you know, donating to uh, to somebody in need. It could be, you know, there there are just a, it's just an incredibly wide array of uh, behaviors that could be called kindness. And so, what we try to do is help people develop um, some skills around self awareness, around understanding themselves better, and understanding the barriers that they may have to treating other people with kindness and treating themselves with kindness. It's a big one. We, we often struggle with self-kindness. Um, so we pr practice our practices around self-awareness, understanding that when we uh, become more self-aware, we're more likely to be better at understanding other people. And then we always say that kindness is the doing piece, the behavior piece. So how do you take those, the care for you that you feel for other people, the concern you feel for other people, um, the love you feel for other people and put it into action. Um, and so, so we do that through schools, in businesses, throughout the community, um, and also on an individual level by just helping people understand what, it, what the practice of kindness can look like in their own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you kind of made that distinction between kindness and nice. I, I think that's actually um, a really great thing to bring up. And it definitely sounds like you're doing a lot of incredible work with Ben's Bells. Um, and so I'm wondering if there are any, you know, specific projects that you've done in the past uh, that you were especially proud of or um, especially were meaningful to you or even any projects that you're currently helping out with now as a consultant that you're excited about. Well, I am most, I, I love a lot of the different things we do at Ben's Bells, but I'm most excited about the programming we have in schools. Um, really, the, the, we have a program called Kind Campus, and it is a free program. So anybody who's listening, who wants to, um, who has a child in school or who wants to, or who is a, a, in school themselves, um, can, can, can get this program for free. But really what it is about is about, it's about creating a culture of kindness on a campus. It could be a, an elementary school campus, a high school campus, a college campus. We have the same sort of programming for workplaces. And really it's about um, making kindness um, salient is the word we use in social science, right? It's the, it making kindness sort of putting, getting kindness in the air and having you know kindness be a value that is very, very present that is talked about that so that um, you know children get start start saying you know what would the kind thing be to do here what does kindness look like in this situation um, how can I you know how can I do kindness better and and not of course not just children but also the adults in those contexts as well and so through our kind campus program we help schools um, in, infuse the practice of kindness into their everyday life so that kindness just becomes something that we think about. It just becomes a norm. It becomes an expectation. Um, and, it, and, it, and it gives us the language we need and the skills we need to address problems in a way that is kind. And again, kindness does not mean pretending there aren't problems. Kindness does not mean um, you know, sweeping problems under the rug. Kindness means looking at those problems and, and, and figuring out, you know, how we work together to make 
the world uh, more equitable and more um, comfortable for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's incredible kind of this value and this message that uh, you're kind of getting out there through Ben's Bells. And I think, again, you're doing a lot of really incredible work with the organization. So that's super awesome. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And so you kind of mentioned before that community is a pretty big part of, you know, Ben's Bells and kind of how you got started. And so I think it'd be pretty interesting to hear about how the volunteers also play a part in your nonprofit and what that community is like at Ben's Bells. Absolutely. So you can engage in Ben's Bells in different ways. And so really the, the, the things that we, um, we do provide to the community, you know, are for, for them to incorporate into their own lives, into their schools or whatever. We, we um, need the help of volunteers for things like um, helping to make Ben's Bells, to helping create the pieces of the bells. We hang out hundreds and hundreds of bells every year. Um, and so, the, so we need volunteers to do that. Um, all of the people, you know, who are are working the programming into uh, throughout the community are volunteers. Um, we have volunteers that help us with every single aspect of um, of our programming, and so it, it's sort of a you know, Ben Spells is one of those uh, nonprofits that you can serve as a volunteer, but also will serve you right back because the Ben Spells mission is for everybody. So the the um, the audience that we serve is everybody. <laughs> so it's a wonderful um, sort of demonstration that when we give, that, that we receive as well, and that that virtuous cycle of doing kindness actually feeds back to, to us um, and serves us in a way that motivates us to do even more kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's incredible. And I think yeah, I love that you have such a strong community for the initiative and that everyone's kind of joining in for this one cause. So I think that's awesome. Um, and throughout your entire journey with Ben Spells, what would you say are some of your favorite memories that you've had or the most impactful ones that you've had? Oh my goodness. I just love to see how people creatively uh, incorporate kindness into their own lives. So we hear stories about, you know, people who find a bell and then they might use that bell in a certain way. Like, you know, we hear from parents that say, you know, we found a bell and now we hang it, have it hanging in my child's room and we use it as a reminder um, to, you know, to practice kindness. And when things are difficult, sometimes we'll take a deep breath and go and ring the bell together. Um, You know, I hear stories of, um, of people doing incredible acts of kindness and then other people uh, recognizing those acts of kindness by, you know, by giving them a, a Ben's Bells mini bell or some other uh, sort of be kind thing from Ben's Bells. Um, we have, you know, murals that say be kind all around Tucson and other cities. Um, you know, I'll see be kind painted on the side of little free libraries. And, you know, so people are people are using the symbolism and the messaging um, in their own way, in their own context, in their own, you know, world to to further the message. And I just love to see the diversity of ways that people do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I absolutely see the beauty in those moments. And I think it's amazing that your organization kind of promotes, you know, this type of domino effect where um, the kindness just keeps spreading. So I absolutely love that again. Um, and, and I know that 
um, you know, starting a nonprofit isn't easy and especially growing it to the scale that you have isn't easy as well. Um, and so have there been any challenges or obstacles that have arisen in the past that, you know, were especially tough to tackle, but um, you were pretty proud of overcoming? Oh my goodness. Running a nonprofit is, um, there are challenges every <laughs> single day, every single day. Um, I guess the, the thing I, I want to describe first is that we didn't, I didn't, we didn't start this thing saying we're going to start a nonprofit, but rather we, we sort of had an idea of something we just wanted to put out into the world. And then because it was received the way it was, and there was this energy for it, we sort of followed that momentum. And I think that was really important for us um, because we didn't have, you know, sort of, we didn't have like a business plan that we expected things to go a certain way. We started really small and we started really organically and sort of just took one step at a time, sort of following that wave. And I think that was really important for us um, at the beginnings because we were just, we were just thrilled with, with, with every bit of interest and every bit of growth that we had. And we, we were able to sort of take it as it came. Um, I think the hardest thing about this thing was when it grew really fast. So there were times when that sort of organic gradual growth became much more um, <laughs> explosive is the word that came to my mind. And, and managing growth like that is is more difficult and more um, it, it's exciting, but it's also challenging. And you have to work really hard to make sure that you um, hang on to your mission and that you really, really stay focused on your mission because it can be easy to, um, I'm sure you've heard the term mission creep, right? It can, it's easy for your mission to sort of uh, evolve and go off in a different direction, especially when you have to start uh, fundraising and making sure you have enough money to support your mission. Um, and so the, the times when there was really rapid growth, were the most challenging. Um, and we, you know, when we were always feeling like we were trying to catch up instead of being able to really um, proactively create, I mean, we were having to react a lot to the growth. And so those were the most difficult times. Um, fortunately, we just always had really amazing people around. Um, you know, the things that were the hardest was when I, when I felt like, you know, I was I was working too hard and employee other employees were working too hard where it was where we were losing a balance in our lives. Um, that's another very, very familiar story to other people who work in nonprofits because our we have such passion for the work that it's hard sometimes to uh, to do the kind thing, which is to say no sometimes. Um, you know we were we were probably nice uh, too much of the time. And so those were there were a lot of lessons learned and um, and the excite it's been really exciting to turn over uh, the leadership to new people with new ideas and um, and to be able to watch them run with that too. That's been very gratifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely think that it's really incredible how, um, you know, the nonprofit has grown to heights you didn't even imagine it could get to. And I think it's amazing how you were able to kind of handle that growth as well. Um, yeah, of course. And I know you kind of talked about how, you know, through these challenges, you've been able to learn a lot from them. And so I would love to hear more about how you think you've grown as a whole from, you know, either facing these obstacles or just simply being in this position of, you know, leading the nonprofit and growing it to the extent that you have grown it. Do you, oh, I have a lot to say about it. Do you want me to talk about it from a personal standpoint about myself? Or do you want me to talk about it from an, from the organization? 
Um, either one, whichever you'd like. I mean, from a personal standpoint, it's been super interesting for me because I came into this thing as a a social scientist. So my background's in linguistics and I used that background, um, to in the creating the programming for Ben's Bells. And as Ben's Bells grew bigger and bigger and we hired more and more people, which is amazing, right. To be able to grow it like that. I really learned for myself, and and maybe this is important for people who are starting out in careers to to learn, is that is that I I'm a maker. You know, I'm a maker. I'm a creator. I'm an ideas person. I like to I like to to um to to make connections and then study and learn and 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 get other you know make, get other people involved and and create stuff with people. Um, and what happened when the organization got much bigger was that I was an administrator. I was running a business. I was managing people, which is which can be great. But when you're when I was when you're just sort of managing managing things like the budget and the business, um, that that's not my passion. And so that was a really important thing for me to learn. So although the most prestigious position in an organization might be the CEO, the executive director, which is what I was. It was not what was making me happy. And so I needed to take a hard look and say, you know, you know, this is great. This is growing. You know, I'm in charge of this thing. Um, I don't want to be in charge of this thing. (laughs) And so so it wasn't that I didn't want to be involved with this thing. I love Ben's Bells and all of the work we do. Um, but I wanted to create again. And so we very thoughtfully with the board, you know, came up with a, a plan to um, to find a new person, um, a new team of people to lead the organization, and which is what we did. And so that's been now three years. Um, and I went back to school. <laughs> you know, I am I am a middle aged person uh, back in school, uh, really studying all the things that I want, that all the questions I have from the, all my, my years with Ben's Bells and um, talking to people about kindness and listening to people and, and being fascinated by, you know, wh- where it's really hard to be kind and, and why we have, we're challenged to be kind sometimes. And those are the questions I'm, I'm trying to work on now as a, a as a person pursuing a PhD. Um, and so my goal is when I finish this degree to be able to apply what I learned um, in the community to help people do kindness better, help people um, make their their kind. Of, I believe most people intend kindness, but oftentimes we don't have the knowledge or the skills or the opportunity to make that intention uh, to put it into action, or else we do put it into action, but we miss the mark. So, um, so that's what I'm working on now, and I'm really looking forward to the next the next and final uh, phase in my career where I get to. Uh, put this learning that I'm doing now um, into practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful decision you made as well to be able to take a step back so that you can really um, set forth on your goals and do things that you really love. So I think that's actually a really great lesson for others to learn as well. Um, and I know that right now you're a consultant for Ben's Bells. And so I would love to hear about maybe some of the future plans or goals you have for Ben's Bells or maybe how you see it playing out in the future. Sure. Um, I am not the person who gets to make those decisions anymore, (laughs) but of course um, I'm still in on lots of conversations Um, right now. You know, we're just trying to, um, you know, make our way through this pandemic. And so (laughs) that is an interesting process for a, you know, a, a small business like a, a, you know, like a nonprofit. 
And so um, there's a lot of uh, wonderful ways that the staff have, have, um, have pivoted during COVID to be able to continue to offer um, the services we offer and to engage volunteers and to promote the practice of kindness through the community. Um, something I'm really excited about in the education realm um, coming up is, is we're working on, um, we got, we're, we've got some support from the university to work on uh, an evaluation toolkit that the schools um, and then eventually businesses will be able to use to be able to collect data themselves um, and to be able to understand how the program is working for them uh, or how it's not working for them um, and, and to be able to make adjustments in order to, uh, to be able to benefit the most from the program. All of our, the work we do is evidence-based. And so we're, we're continuously collecting data and trying to understand the data. And, and we wanna help uh, the schools themselves be able to understand the data they need to collect and how to, how to understand that data. So that's something that's really exciting. Um, and then just as we as we come out of COVID, which we're <laughs> optimistic that we will do uh, eventually, you know, just really being ready in the community um, to just keep things going. We have a lot of mural projects that are still going. Um, we're about to celebrate our 20th anniversary, which we're going to do for an entire year with lots of different um, exciting uh, events and celebrations and acknowledgments of all of the people who have made Ben's Bells what it is today, which is a whole lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. That sounds super exciting. And I will definitely stay updated with you guys so that I can kind of see all of this unravel. Um, And yeah, I guess before we completely end for today, I would love to have you give any last pieces of advice for any young students out there hoping to also put a little more kindness into the world and get involved in making change like yourself. Absolutely. I guess what I would, would love to communicate to people and that I have to tell myself too is um, is to remember that as that we are um, we are creatures that really need belonging. We need to feel included. We need to feel connected. And at the same time, sometimes we feel insecure ourselves about our place in situations. And I think it's really important to remember that other people share that same sort of insecurity about about you know sticking our neck out about. Um, this sort of thing. And so I encourage people to, to actively include people, like actively, intentionally think about how to include people and then be willing to get a little out of your comfort zone to stick your neck out and to include somebody. For example, you know, you might feel embarrassed to maybe introduce yourself to a new student at your school or um, you know, I'm on a, I'm on a swim team and there was a new person swimming next to me in the lane. And I sort of, you know, I said, you know, you know, what's your name? And I sort of stuck my neck out a little bit um, and, and turned out that person was feeling a little insecure about being there. And so, um, so I guess I encourage people to think about kindness as inclusion, kindness as belonging, kindness as, um, as bringing people in. And there are a million different ways to do that. Um, but oftentimes it means us getting a little bit out of our comfort zone and, and trusting in our, the, our importance and our worth as a human um, to be able to bring somebody in that way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, perfect. Really, really incredible advice, especially in this day and age. I think it's so important to understand that kindness is all about inclusion. Um, And yeah, are there any websites, social media or other platforms that you'd also like to shout out before we end? Absolutely. We are on everything. Uh, So go ahead and go to benspells.org and you can find out all the ways that you can connect with Ben Spells and and be involved with Ben Spells, even if you don't live in a a city where we have a studio. Um, We would love for you to connect with our social media and, um, and just follow along and share stories with us as you go along as well. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone, please check those out. And Yeah, thank you so much again for sharing your story with the audience today and for just taking us through your incredible journey with Ben Spells. Wow, I really appreciate having time with you, Eileen. Thank you so much for including me.